Coming to you from Final Third Cigar and Whiskey Lounge in Ingalls, Indiana. Indiana's exclusive Aladino Cigar Lounge. It's the Final Third Podcast. Welcome back to the Final Third Podcast. I'm Rob. And I'm Isaiah. And today we're going to be smoking the... Undercrown 10th anniversary. I know very little about this cigar because I just got it in. So yeah. I'll look it up as we get going. But I know it's a more full-bodied cigar, and I'm excited to jump into this. Yeah, uh, I smoked one of these a while ago when it came out, and I honestly was not impressed. Really? Um, the 10? Uh, yeah, the 10. The it, okay. And, and I don't know if, like, I'm telling you, it had just come out. And okay. I had bought one at a store, so I don't know if they needed some time, and now they finally figured it out. But I'm looking forward to it, because you've sung nothing but its absolute praises. Yeah, actually, it was. I smoked one a few weeks ago, and I really enjoyed it. So, And uh, today, we are going to be drinking the Penelope Toasted Rye. Um, and this is a hundred proof and it's a char number one toast. Yeah. And Just, if you've heard us talk a little bit about the Penelope tasting, this was the, their toasted rye was what the winner was. Yeah. This uh, is of the star night, of the so. show. Um, so we're excited about it. I, I do love this bottle. I never was able to find one for myself, but you know, such is life. Um, if I remember correctly, this is an MGP hundred percent malted rye. Um, yeah, it's not going to tell me on the bottom. No, no. But uh, if anybody knows anything about that mash bill, um, if what I told you was correct, one of the more allocated releases from Smoke Wagon um, from Nevada Distilling Co. Um, was the Smoke Wagon Malted Rye. It went crazy on secondary in the markets that got it. Um, yeah, supposedly this is that same juice, except... Toasted. Toasted. Because we like a good toasted. Yeah, everybody does. Everybody does. I hear everyone's doing it. Everybody is doing it. Everybody's doing it nowadays. They are. Are you finding what this cigar is? So this does fit your your world here. It's a San Andreas wrapper over Nicaraguan binder and fillers. Wow. That is very original of them. Yep. But I appreciate it. It doesn't say anything about the binder and filler. Here we go. Maybe it does. Yep, Nicaraguan binder. Oh, Nicaraguan fillers. Binder is Connecticut Broadleaf and San Andreas. Wow. So they got a, a double binder yeah, going. Yeah, 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 mm. the, uh So the Broadleaf and and San Andreas combo. That's kind of a nice combo. So is this full, full-bodied? Um, it is. Well, no, medium full, medium full. My bad. I think that's a lie. If you're going to throw Connecticut Broadleaf and... But we'll see. Yeah. Well, I will say one thing. The cold draw... Is um, very open, which I like. Um, I've had too many of the the legal line in the last few weeks that have not been as open as this one. This is actually perfect. Uh, yeah, um, it is like dark fig in there and cocoa puffs. Yeah, um, <laughs> cocoa puffs and it's fig. really interesting. Looking at the foot of this cigar, you can see a really dark ring, and then it lightens up in the center. Yep. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm excited to smoke it. Yeah, me too. Because, I, you know, you never know. I, mean, I think I smoked this one on the beach, and I always tell people all the time, 
the cigar you smoked on the beach might not have been as good as you realized just because it was the experience of being on the beach. And I mean, out typically and it's not. There's so much wind going there and uh, just uh, it's salt water. Mm-hmm. A lot of times there's seaweed up there. You're smelling that too. This whiskey is lemony to me, which is one of my uh, favorite things. Nice. In, in a rye, but... Uh, today, both Rob and I are lighting the cigar with the uh, Calibri Julius. Like, like uh, I'm using the Zippo. Oh, you're using a Zippo with the butane insert. Okay, so Rob went cheap on us today. But, yeah. Machines dehumanize. I know. I was having such a hard time focusing when the TV's yelling, Tomo Arigato, Mr. <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. It's definitely got that citrusy thing going, doesn't it? Yeah. I have a secret. Yeah, when we did the, the tasting with um, with Penelope, Wendy, and, and her crew, um, she brought this bottle out at the very end. And it hadn't um, even been released. Yeah. No one in Indiana had it yet. And um, we, we, I think we might've killed that bottle while she was here, the the group that was here. And that doesn't, that's not how a tasting usually goes. (laughs) No, but Penelope was very, very kind to us. Very kind to us. Mm -hmm. It's got a good amount of this. It is like, um, Black pepper, chocolate. Yeah. What you would expect out of San Andreas and, <laughs> yeah. uh, and Broadleaf. Yeah, on the on the retro hill, it's just a little bit of black pepper. It's not too spicy for me. No. Also, it's like you opened a bag of cocoa puffs. Like yeah. it just like just that smell is, yeah. is what's hanging around. Well, I like it because it, you know, it gives you that that blast of pepper when you first retro hill and then it, it fades away quick. It doesn't stay in the sinuses and really yeah. kind of hit you for very long, but so far, so good. So far, so good. This draw is immaculate. Mm-hmm. Um, Rob and I were discussing pre-show. If you if you see this cigar, it has a little um, band around around the top of the cigar, just a real nice ribbon. We were thinking about smoking through it, seeing if it uh, provided the, the, the flavor. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't uh, think it will. Uh, well, it will provide. It'll provide something. <laughs> It'll provide something, but you will Chemicals. be. Uh, yeah, you'll be smoking plastic. So yes. please take it off. Yes. It's a nice presentation, though. It, it is a great it presentation. It's a good looking box, too. The way that they designed that box is kind of nice. So on to the Penelope Toasted. After uh, retrohaling, it smells even more lemon marshmallowy to mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Even more lemony on the palate. Yeah, but it's like candied lemon. Yeah. Like, it's, it's like not a, it's acidic like, in any way. No, it's like uh, a lemon drop. Yeah. No, nah, it's a little bit more sour than lemon drop. More like these... Um, but it has that marshmallowy toasted It still does. Quality. It still does. Uh, yeah, it's really nice. It is really, really nice. Which, again, you think about that, a toasted rye coming up with this much lemon. That's kind of That's kind of cool. I like that. Yeah. So, 
I hear through the grapevine that somebody got a new job. He did. Yeah. So I will be starting, well, when this comes out next week. Um, so the week of Thanksgiving, which will be interesting. Um, that's going to be a crazy busy week for me. New job. Uh, my family's Thanksgiving. Victoria's family's Thanksgiving. Nice. <laughs> Everybody. A, yeah, it's a whole lot. So uh, my November is just shot from this point forward. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it kind of is what it is. It and, is. And we'll get through it. I'm looking forward to it. It um, has been hard saying goodbye and telling people at my current position. Like, it's just, uh, yeah, it's, it sucks. Uh, yeah. But uh, it'll be good on the other end. The new place is really taking care of Victoria and I. Um, and they're excited about us coming over and joining uh, their team. So Good. Good. Well, congratulations, man. Well, thank you. Yeah. It's been a long time coming. A long time coming. Yep. So, well, good for you. Cheers, buddy. Cheers to that. I uh, was going to bring a celebratory pour, and then I forgot. Forgot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's early. Yeah. Excuse me for looking, sitting here staring at my phone. You know, I'm just having a conversation with Jackie's eye can. I mean, yeah. no, no, no big hang deal. Hang up and hang out. No big deal. No big deal. <laughs> She's coming to do an event. Yeah. And um, hopefully in January or February. We're trying to figure it out right now. And it's probably... It's looking like right now it could possibly be a Sunday afternoon after we close. Cool. So we can close down and have just, just her in here with about 35 of her closest friends in Indiana. Yeah. So be on the lookout for that because once we get a Jackie has date, a lot of paid friends. So yeah. <laughs> you can pay to be her yeah, friend. Yes, you can pay to be her friend. It'll probably be about 150 bucks to pay to be her friend, but it'll be worth it. And it's not... 150 bucks for a class that you'll get nothing out of. It's yeah. 150 bucks for stuff that you'll be able to take with you and see. And, yeah. Uh, well, and what it is, it's, it's actually a sensory training program. You know, Jackie's been in the industry for a long time. She worked for um, Wolf Forrester yeah. for many, many years. She's working for Neely Family Farms now. She has her own fragrance line. Um, but she's been known for her, um, for her sensory training and her palate. And, she will literally through this program, probably about an hour, hour and a half, teach you how to distinguish flavor notes in whiskey. Yeah. Which will equate to flavor notes in tobacco and food and everything because it's the same training. So it'll be kind of fun to do that. But, you know, like I said, keep on the lookout on that because as soon as we nail it down, we'll probably post out that we're going to be, you know, giving you a week notice so you see the post when we're going to actually open the tickets up because mm -hmm. it will sell out. It will. And um, we'll be getting that going here soon. So yep. um, be on the lookout on the email and on our social media. Like I said, we'll give a good week notice before we actually post out the um, to pay for the tickets. So Yeah. So uh, I see you're rocking a necklace today, which you don't normally do. Is that Guinness? I've had it for a while. It's um, <laughs> it No, it's, it's an Irish coin from oh, okay. my birth year. Yeah. So... It just looks like the Guinness logo on there. Well, it's Irish. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they use the exact same thing. Yeah. yeah. So give me a pint. A pint. Give me a pint. I'm actually not a huge Guinness fan. I like Guinness. Unless we're, it's necessary when you're making a shepherd's pie. Yeah. Got to have it for that. And I also think it's necessary for Irish car bombs. But yeah, I really like um, I, my 
one of my goals, one of my, and I'm not a huge person that wants to travel all the time. Yeah. But one of the places I do want to go is I want to go to Ireland and I want yeah. to go to a freaking Irish pub and I want to get a lukewarm Guinness and sit there and just talk to the people, man. <laughs> man I you're really it. selling the I experience. That's what no, you that's yeah. how you're I, I to know, drink I know, I know. Yeah. Um Oh, I I'm I, I would love to do that. That's one of my that's my one of my bucket list items I'm gonna make happen here in the next yeah. few years. Isaiah Long did Ireland and Scotland and mm -hmm. when he was in Ireland he spent almost every night at a pub. He said you have pub to. food's great. I yeah. mean it's just it's just in the culture. The pub food's great. The atmosphere is great. You get a pint of Guinness or you get a pour of Jameson. Like, yep. Well, you know the reason why um, Guinness was invented, right? What's that? So it was actually, um, you know, Guinness was a, uh, I don't know if he was a pastor or he was a leader in the church over there. And the culture of Ireland was a bunch of drunks. So they wanted to create a heavy, heavy beer that was low in ABV that after drinking one or two, you're not drunk, but you're full. Yeah. And that's where Guinness came out. Well, like, they definitely accomplished that. They did. Yeah. And that, it, it's kind of it's kind of funny because, you know, you don't think of religion, but now you're starting to see more of it. You don't think yeah. of religion actually being a, I mean, one of the biggest beer brands in the world came from a church leader trying to yeah. keep, keep his people from being well, hammered all the time. Uh, and, and there's a lot of like... Uh, of these super niche, um, like craft beers, like Einstock, yeah, beers like that that are made in monasteries. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, it, mead. Yeah, mead and um, some distillates. Yeah, it is a uh, a historic part of the church. Whether yeah. like the holiness tradition of Christianity would like to address it or not. Yeah. Like uh, Martin Luther, who's responsible, the catalyst for the Protestant Re Reformation. Like he, he famously said um, when he was asked about the point of drunkenness, because as far as Christianity is concerned, drunkenness is a sin. He said, you know that you have sinned when you wake up and feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Uh, anything in moderation, if you're abusing it, then you're, you know you're doing something wrong. Your body tells you you're doing something wrong. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, it's it is pretty wild though to see um, around the world. There's I know there's a couple of breweries um, in Ohio that's in an old monastery, and it's some of the people from the monastery are the ones running it. Other people brewing, but it's just like it's kind of cool to see the the you know the cross nature there a little bit that you didn't totally. see a few years ago, dude. This cigar is a smokestack. Mm -hmm. Like, it is. <laughs> and I really like it. You're further along than I am. Already. I'm over puffing. I'm puffing a little bit more than you, but it doesn't take much. It stays lit well. No, it's smoking well. I the think draw this is thing's perfect. gonna smoke itself. It could. <laughs> but I'm digging it. I mean, I, I really do like it. It's I'm liking it as much as I liked it on the on vacation. Right now, we'll see how it holds up to second and third. Yeah. So uh, you guys had an Ash and Elm tasting. Yeah. How was that? That was really good. Uh, Mary came in and did the uh, tasting. She's going to do another one. And who is Mary? She um, she is the, I, I guess we consider her maybe the brand ambassador for okay. them. Um, she's going back to school, but she's um, she just does events now. Mainly yeah. is what her job cool. is. And um, she come out and she brought in five or six different um 
ciders and had people coming in for about two, three hours and she'd go through her spiel and it was really good. And, and some of their stuff is really good too. It's, you know, we have, we've had the Oliver um, ciders in here for yeah. a long time, but it's a big bottle and it's almost 10% ABV. Yeah. That's a lot for a cider. Yeah. Um, unless but, you really dig that, which I think they're ta- they taste great. They do taste good. But um, the Ashen Elms are a little bit lower, lower ABV. Yeah, they're, they're more what you expect when you say cider. Exactly. And they're in a 12-ounce can. So you can have two or three of those and not even feel them, and it's fine. Oh, yeah. And But they have some good flavors, too. And I think um, I think they're going to be a staple here. And they're local. They it's are local. Better. Uh, Ashen Elm does a really good job of partnering partnering up with events and mm-hmm. doing uh, limited edition like ciders and stuff like that. Like I know Sun King normally does one for the state fair, but yeah, um, Ashen Elm last year they did a cider for um, Newfield's like Christmas light experience. Yeah, so you could go and get this limited edition cider that you could only get at that event. That's cool, and it was fantastic. It it was. Uh, uh, the thing that impresses me is that no matter how much they fruit or throw in spices or whatever, it is always a clean drinking it cider. Is. Like it it's is. not heavy, it's not sugary in any way. It leans it just, toward that the the apple and yeah. not a, not a super sweet apple, just a good crisp apple. Um, but like the like you said, the the seasonal ones, Autumn Tide. It was a pumpkin one, and you know you, everyone thinks, oh, pumpkin, pumpkin spice, yeah, blah blah, whatever. This was actually just a very, very subtle pumpkin where you yeah. you tasted it if you wanted to, but if you didn't want to, you wouldn't taste it. Mm-hmm. So it was nice. Um, we met them down at the um, the Indie Fuel um, sponsors event, and you know they're again they're sponsoring the fuel this year. Yeah, and I if I I'm not mistaken, I think they might have um, they might have jumped in with the Pacers possibly too, but I may be wrong about that one. But I think I saw something here this week that they did. Yeah, um, I but, did see somebody who jumped in with the Pacers. Tell us about it. I think I know who you're talking about. Uh, Moondrops down yeah. the street. They, yeah, uh, they're doing a limited edition bottling for the Pacers, and I don't know how to get a hold of that or where it'll be sold, if, or if it'll only be at uh, Pacer games. Yeah, I was trying to think of the name of the field house, but I, oh, um, I don't know what it is anymore. It's, is it Gainbridge Fieldhouse yeah, that now? That sounds right, because yeah. it was... Uh, Conseco forever. Conseco and Banker's, Banker's Life, and uh, now it's Gainbridge. Yeah, yeah. It's like anytime I'm buying concert tickets, like I just... I still think of the one in uh, Noblesville yeah, as... Deer uh, Creek. <laughs> yeah, I... You're younger. You're younger though. So dear, I think of it as Clips. You, Clips was yeah, you. yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I went to so many concerts in Clips, yep. and then they just like changed sponsors, and I'm like, what the heck is this? Well, Where is that at? And then I'll like Google it and be like, oh, that's Clips. It's like, Clips. <laughs> right, you know, when you're my age and you talk about Deer Creek, it splits the room real fast because half the people that are over about forty five, fifty, remember Deer Creek, but the younger people are like, that was Clips. Yeah. And what is it now? Is it still Klipsch? No. No? Um, Farmers something? Huh. I don't know. I don't uh, know either. I I forgot that it changed names again. I haven't seen a concert in a while. Um, we have we have Sticks up on the TV right now, and I remember going to see – we went and saw Sticks at Deer Creek when it was Deer Creek. And um, 
they did the Return to Paradise tour, and it was such a good concert. But I know I'm old, and you, know, you young people don't really like Sticks as much as I did. Figured out? Yeah. I'm trying to figure out how to Ruoff. Ruoff, that's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ruoff Home Mortgage <laughs> Concerts. <laughs> yeah, that's where I want to see Metallica. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my hey, at least gosh. it isn't like hemorrhoid cream or something. <laughs> yeah, tell them about your hemorrhoid cream. I don't take I don't have hemorrhoid cream. I thought that was what your tattoo stuff was. No, it's just a <laughs> numbing agent. I, I did part of it and but I thought he was gonna stop here. He didn't he went up here and I didn't yeah. have any there, but it was fine. Yeah, it looks I, like I was snoring pretty good. Yeah. It was good. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's healing, it's slow healer. My wrist, I've got a little bit of uh, scabbing there because it didn't get covered very well, but it's fine. I'll survive. You will. Yeah. When are you yeah. getting your next one? Uh, probably February. Yeah, I think we're going to go. Titty Dragon? No. No, <laughs> definitely not. We're going to go down to uh, Nashville sometime in February, or at least that's the current plan. And I'll just hit up uh, my guy, Eli, and be like, hey. You got a day for me? Yeah. Um, and he always says yes. That's cool. That's I cool. have followed him around to every single shop that he's been at. And, <laughs> like, we got a good relationship. So, on this smoke right now, take a puff. I feel like on the palate, it's dropped off and gotten pretty. Yeah. It's mellowed it. out a little bit. Mellowed out a lot. The retrohale still got some spice to it, but the smoke itself has smoothed out quite a bit. The palate to me is like an unsweetened chocolate cereal. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Like a like a cocoa. Um, um, oh, what do they call those? The the wheat. What do they call those wheat? The, the like mini frosted mini wheat. Yeah, but yeah. like a light cocoa or something yeah. on there. Yeah. Yeah, still good, but it's um, it's definitely lost a lot of that spice that I was enjoying on the, the beginning of the palate. But we'll keep going with it. Yeah, we're about a... Yeah, just an inch in. Not even an inch in. Yeah, not even a full inch. I mean, three inches in. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how we measure? <laughs> That's how we measure, yeah. buddy. We're white. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay. Yeah, we're... um. So here now, let's see, what is today's date? Today is the 10th. This is coming out on the 13th? Mm, sound, yes. 13th? Yes. Um, so next weekend, um, we're heading down to Nashville. Cool. Going down to see a hockey game. Spend some time at Jack Ruby's and some other places what in Nashville. Jack Ruby's? It's like a real high-end steakhouse down there. Nashville, Tennessee? Mm-hmm. You need to go to Smoker's Abbey. We're gonna try. It just depends because we're gonna have um, we're gonna have the wives with us too. Scott, Scott, Deshong, Janelle, and then Lisa and I are going. And then on we're coming back. The game's on Monday, and then we're coming back on Tuesday. Well, Monday night after the game, or Monday before the game, we're gonna be walking down downtown, checking out some music and all that fun stuff. That's the worst part of Nashville. Is it? <laughs> yeah, downtown. Oh, well, yeah, but we're going to be going. I don't know where we're going for sure. Scott's got that all planned out, so we're yeah, good there. No, that'll be fun. Uh, don't go to Casa de Monte Cristo. No. Um, it, they take terrible care of their cigars. They are 
closest to the Nash to the downtown area. We're gonna try to get that Smokers Abbey. I'm yeah. not sure how close it is, but we're gonna try to get there. It's close enough. Okay. It like if you're in downtown proper, you're talking 15 minutes. Now, do they have outdoor seating? Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah, good. they got a little porch area out front, so okay. you can sit there. I was also, just hoping for the for. For I know Janelle's not. She didn't like being around smoke a whole Other lot. Other thing so. is, is in that in the same strip with them is a place called Otaku Ramen. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people will go and grab ramen and then bring it into Smokers Abbey. Oh, nice! And it's, it's freaking good. Okay. <coughs> but uh, but we're gonna stop by um, my favorite Kentucky distillery on the way back home, Heaven Hill. Heaven's Hill. Um, they got me a a bottle reserved for me that I'll. When I get it, I'll talk about it because I don't want to jinx it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, that's the thing. I'm excited. I didn't know they did that. Huh? I didn't know they did that. And maybe they don't, don't do that. What? Reserve. Well, yeah, I think I it's because we bought so much and my uh, my local guy found one for me and has it reserved for me. So we'll find out if I get it. I yeah. hope so because I'm excited about it. Yeah, it's I'm one of the bottles I've been more it. excited to <laughs> Exactly. It'll be on the show. Trust me. Yeah. So in two weeks, hopefully you'll be able to see it. So we'll see. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. No, I mean, Nashville's a, a fun town. Uh, you know, you want your hot chicken, go to Hattie B's. But if you want the best hot chicken sandwich, you go to uh, um, Waldo's Chicken and Beer. We're there for like a day and a half. I don't think I'm gonna be hey, every man. restaurant in Nashville. <laughs> Waldo's chicken and beer. That's my place. I'm going to I know I'm gonna be getting my 74 day aged uh steak from Jack Ruby's. I'm, I'm yeah. definitely getting that. Heck yeah. But that'd be nice. I don't know what else, but we'll figure it out. But honestly, I'm 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 just as excited to go to Heaven Hill. I mean, I that bar they have upstairs, I just love that place. Yeah. Do you remember did they have food at Heaven Hill? I don't think they did, did they? I don't remember seeing okay. it. Yeah, okay. I think it's just a, just a bar, I believe. Just a bar, yeah. Which would make well, because we had to go to uh, Bardstown proper to get food, which that may be where we go get a burger afterwards. Yeah, that burger, burger place, place was great. great, and their prices were cheap. Yeah, cheap. I mean, it was a solid smash burger experience. Like, yeah, I couldn't have for wanted. McDonald's prices. Yeah, but yeah, maybe a little bit more, maybe more like Hardy's more. prices. Yeah, but uh. As far as quality and everything goes, I could not complain about that. Mm-mm. That's just absolutely wonderful. And the good thing is we're going to be going through Kentucky on Tuesday when the distilleries finally decide to open. Yeah. So that'll be good. Yeah, no, I'm excited. We're going to we're gonna try to hit up a couple couple liquor stores on the way back, see if we find anything. And The yeah, liquor stores to go to, um, liquor barns always, but... My favorite stop, and I guess I'll put it on the show, is Jono's in Elizabethtown. It's right off the, right off the Elizabethtown exit, off of sixty-five. Okay, and uh, it's right next to uh, Kroger. So, okay, you, you see Kroger, you see the gas station, and you'll see Jono's. Okay, and uh, they normally have, they would typically have some of the lower tier allocated stuff. God, I hope there. they have Blantons. They do, <laughs> and they are. And they always okay. price it reasonably. I mean, I have an affinity for E Town. That's where I was born. But like that, John O's has always been good to me. Um, you can find some of the 
Well, when Akers was still doing the license plate series, like the FAEO one, FAEO two, the BRTs, mm-hmm. um, you could find those there when they would drop. I'm sure they don't have any seller age. But normally, if nothing else, they'll have Henry McKenna 10 in there. And at Kentucky prices and not Kentucky distillery prices, like it's a great well pour and it's great for all your old fashions yeah. and everything. I still actually, I did crack the one we got when we were down at Heaven Hill. Yeah. And, uh, but I haven't, by, by the way, I wanted to show this. That ash is holding on tight and that burn line is absolutely perfect. I, I This thing is smoking yeah. perfectly right now. And uh, I already took the band off because I saw it was coming off easy. Um, On the back of the first band, it says, thank you. And on the front, it says, cigar rings. Nice. (laughs) Nice. Yeah, this one definitely comes off easy. The band has a whole novel on it. Nice. And on the front, it says, cigar rings. Imagine that. Yeah. But that's probably the thickest band that I've felt. Yeah, those are thick. Yeah, holy crap. Yeah. It's cardboard almost. Yeah. That's cool. Um, but it came off in one piece, and you know what? It better. Yeah. It better. Well, and I'll tell you something. With that little ribbon, it kind of lifts it slightly up off the cigar. It does. So it does another extra added thing there. It makes it easier to pull off. I guarantee yeah. if you smoke this all the way down towards the band, it'll probably slide right off with that extra, the hope, band? That extra gap. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I yeah, think we'll, it will. We'll, I'm going to try. Yeah, do it. Do I'm going to do it. I am. I bet you won't. I bet I will. (laughs) If I remember. Oh man. Yeah. Schnitzel bitches. (laughs) So, um, one thing I did see this week and I'll pull it up because it's, it's a freaking government again. Um, the, um, the FDA is, you know, they got their, hand slapped and the chastised by the Supreme court because they told them that they had no business, you know, getting into the whole premium cigar industry because they don't know what the hell they're talking about. And of course they came back and are trying to do it again. So you've got, um, the cigar association, cigar association of America and the premium cigar association that are fighting right now against them to try to stop it. And, and basically going the same things like, um, I mean, and, some of the things that, and this is this might be news to some of you too. Um, the biggest reason why they're they're doing this is because they claim that, that flavored cigars um, are attracting kids to smoking cigars. First of all, kids are not going to spend ten, fifteen, twenty dollars on a good flavored cigar. I know there's cheap ones out there, but you like the Deadwoods and the ones that really affect the the premium cigar industry. They're not. They're never going to go after those. Um, if they do, then they shouldn't be getting them in the first place because the laws are twenty-one and over anyway. Yeah. Um, but this study had something here that I was really impressed with. I'm trying to find it right now. Um, they, oh shoot, where is it? It said um, over the last several years with. With all with the regulations coming out, plus with the cigar industry um, abiding by the 21 and over cigar shops, cigar lounges, carding people, making sure you're not giving tobacco to, to kids if they do come in, which I've never had a single under 21 kid come in here once. No. Um, the, the percentage of kids smoking, this says just smoking, not just smoking cigars, but it says smoking, 
is down to like 0.8% of all underage kids are smoking now. Well, why do that when you can vape in your bedroom and hide it from your mom? Right. And that's what that's what they're doing <laughs> yeah. if, if they're wanting to at all. But um, if they're but the, that's the thing that I'm trying I've been trying to figure out and I can't find it in here anywhere. Um, they're trying to lump vaping and cigars and cigarettes and all together. So are they telling me that the eight point eight percent is all kids smoking, vaping, and doing cigarettes, or is that just they normally make a distinction of smoking and vaping, except it, for the fact that everything else they're doing here, they're not making a distinction. Yeah, so they're, but they're, the they're cigar the numbers sites and the cigar advocates yeah. will, and they have to like as far as sales and everything goes, they have to lump, um, all tobacco products together. They don't. They have numbers. I, as far as I know, and. They have numbers for tobacco products, and then they have numbers for nicotine products. Okay. So it's a, uh, it's. I don't know about that. I've never heard that before. But I mean, it well, makes you, sense. Makes you know, because they have all the stats on kids vaping now, mm-hmm. and that's more than 8.8% or whatever you see. Which, you said. again, another product that you can only buy if you're 21. That yeah. That means they're buying it illegally. So, you know. I mean, it's like pot. You know, pot's Ill- illegal in Indiana. If you're buying pot, you're breaking the law. But I, I remember in uh, when I was in high school. Not were, that I have a problem with that. There was a lot of kids um, vaping. And the way that you'd get around that is you would order it online. You just did. And you inputted, uh, like, your mom or your (laughs) older brother's id yeah you could just buy whatever you wanted to but then that's on the delivery service for not getting a signature and checking an id but i mean it all comes down to somebody screwed up but you you say that and then we ship cigars to people you know it's like (laughs) yep but if i put tobacco on there it the the delivery service is supposed to get a signature adult signature okay yeah. yeah. Some people won't put tobacco on them, but... A lot of the online services don't. I have nope. had boxes and boxes of cigars just left on my front porch. Yeah. But if you do put tobacco on them, which you should... Which interpersonally, I don't you like can't it. do. Yeah. You cannot do if you're not a retailer with right. a tobacco license. And I'm not telling you you should ship people cigars, but... You know, sometimes you want to send a Christmas gift and you full well knowing the person on the receiving end is plenty of age. Yes. And, uh, you know, it's, that's another thing. Yeah. But, you know, again, the government getting involved with things that they don't understand. And honestly, I, I bet you anything, most of it's not even trying to stop it. Some of it is. But, some, but they're, they're trying to come up with money, you know, tax money, and they think... Well, let's just raise the tax rate, and they don't. And they don't realize when you start doing the numbers and you like having a ta- um, cap in every state on cigars, all that does is increase more revenue for them because the cap affects the low cost stuff that they sell at gas stations, which is ninety nine percent of the stuff selling in in yeah. the states anyway. That increases the taxes on that stuff. I, I'm telling you, they sell a million more black and milds at the BP up the street than we ever do yep. of the entire catalog of cigars at yep. final third. Yep. Because I mean, they just, they do. And that's what happens. And, um, 
Yeah, it's just it's just, it's a shame when you show those numbers to a legislator, they they are shocked, but then they immediately seem to forget. <laughs> it's like, huh, that can't be right. So, well, we're in that fight again. And uh, I, all legislation has some sort of political leaning or funding behind it. Oh either, yeah, either way. Um, things could be solved a lot better if people were able to just look at the facts and say yes or no. But there is so much money that goes into fund campaigns. And oh, yeah. Where is that button? All the lobbyists. Yeah. <laughs> all of the lobbyists, all of the money that goes that goes to these people to fund re-election campaigns, everything like that, they've got to keep those people happy. Yep. And whether those people, whether what those people are doing and believing in is good for an industry or not, it doesn't matter because that politician is getting money. Yep. It, they just are. <laughs> yep. And once you get to that point of your, your political career, you, you typically have to pick a, pick a side or pick a your party or whatever. And you sold your soul to that party at that point. Yeah. Not everybody. I'm not gonna put everybody in that. that everybody thing. has. I feel like I feel like every politician is not every. I feel like most politicians, especially ones that start at the at the town level, start doing it to make a good change. Yeah. And at some point, if you keep going up the ladder, there's a little bit of selling your soul, and that's that's a shame because you know I, would, wouldn't it be amazing in America if we were to have a president come into our um, into our, the White House that didn't give a crap about any of the politics or anything else. And they're just doing the right thing for the right reasons. Yeah. So I don't know. Hey, you got a delivery. Got a delivery. Bro. Heck yeah. All right. Well, talk there amongst you yourself for a minute. Well, uh, this week I just saw that Harlan Wheatley invited some people in um, from Whiskey Advocate to do a tasting of the five bottle lineup of Buffalo Trace's Prohibition Collection. So uh, that includes um, that basically this was these are five bottles that they did that are old labels that uh, Buffalo Trace Distilling owns. So they did Golden Wed Golden Wedding, Walnut Hill, Spiritus, uh, Frumenti, um, Old Stag, and Three Feathers. And this is a thousand dollar prohibition collection. Um, so they basically release these labels with their current um with their current juice um uh, as much as Scott Johnson hates to say that um but they did uh, the thing that is uh sad about it all is that whiskey advocate had nothing but good things to say about it like the old stag is an uncut and unfiltered American whiskey at 132.4 proof. Um, they said in in the part of the article, what's old stag taste like compared to three feathers? It's more and three feathers was their was their rye whiskey. It's big and brash on the nose. Um, powerful vanilla, sharp hints of dark red berries. Starts out soft on the palate, but quickly heats up, filling your mouth with a warming fire. Push past the heat, and you'll find some sweetness towards the finish, which is big and long, with a little salted caramel right at the very end. 
If you're a fan of the rest of the Stag family, you'll definitely find Old Stag right up your alley. Old Stag. The problem is, is these are thousand dollar bottles. Oh, jeez. And it's and it's a five, it's a five bottle collection. So it's like five thousand dollars. Let me check to make sure okay. that that's per bottle. But I think it is. Yeah, because it was five bottles for a thousand. That might be approachable. A couple hundred bucks a bottle. Yeah. So, uh, how much is the riveting radio? The annual multi-bottle production will be available for a thousand dollars. So it kind of sounds like the whole five pack. The whole five pack. That would, I mean, honestly, if I could get one, you said it's, they're all old stags, what you said? No, three feathers, which is a rye. Okay. Old stag, uh, spiritus frumenti, walnut hill, and golden wedding is the five pack. Huh, okay. Um, I don't know anything about me, any of them, except for the one. Yeah, let me, I am uh, trying to figure out for sure. It'd be interesting to find is. out if that's, if that's worth it. Well, and then if you can even get it, that's the other thing, too. Yeah, that's the other thing. Um, Prohibition Collection will be rolling out in limited quantities to its distributor network, which will ship to select retailers, bars, and restaurants across the United States as of October 23 at a suggested retail price of $999.99. And it is $5,375. Milliliter bottles. Jeez. Okay. So small bottles too. So you are talking 200 bucks or it'd be 400 bucks for a typical 750. If it was that big, that's a little steep. It is kind of like, it is steep. It's a lot steep. Really? So uh golden wedding is 170, 107 proof rye whiskey. Um, it doesn't say anything about its age. Three Feathers is a hundred proof bottled and bond whiskey. Um, Walnut Hill is a ninety proof rye, a uh, high rye bourbon. Um, and and the Spiritus Fermenti is a hundred and ten proof weeded bourbon. So you, the the Spiritus Fermenti is a hundred and ten proof Weller product. Sure, you know Walnut Hill is going to be. A 90 proof, I mean, it's going to be Buffalo Trace. Yeah. Like, uh, they say high rye bourbon. Yeah. Buffalo Trace, Eagle Rare is their high rye bourbon mash bill. And you got Sazerac rye. Golden Wedding is 107 proof rye whiskey. What's that going to be? That's 107 proof Sazerac. Yeah. And then Old Stag is uh, 132.4 proof. That's just a... I'm sure it's closest to a stag junior. Yeah. They, and ev- everybody in the uh in the comments on it has said it's hot. It drinks hot. But if you like stag, like, like it. Yeah. It a part of me wonders if it was like that twenty twenty or whatever that year was that Will let us try that was just hot. Could be. Hot hot. But wonder why they're calling it old stag. Because that's the old label. They're oh, doing prohibition era I got you. labels. You probably said that. Now I'm just having I to did, but you, you were uh, I was taking delivery. And, yeah. and that's okay. That's okay. 
Which, by the way, Sazerac Rye did just come in. Wow. So. Yeah, hey, I see, see you, Mario. You, but, uh, um, yeah, so we got some Sazerac Rye now if anybody wants to get some in here. Which the uh, crazy thing is, is Meyer and Sazerac Rye has hit like crazy around here. It is. It used to be something that you could only find every once in a while. And even when you could only find it every once in a while, I passed it up. Yeah. Not saying that it's a bad product. No. There's just other products I would drink before that. Yeah. Um, and for me, it would sit in the line of like cocktail rye. Mm-hmm. And I have other ryes like Rittenhouse that I prefer. Yeah. Um, but you know, like the High West double rye for a cocktail. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, Meyer. And I even saw, like, Costco and Sam's Club, they got pallets of this stuff. Yeah. Like, I'm talking handles and, and the 750s. And uh, I figured that was the case when I got that text from my distributor saying, we got some if you want it. Yeah. <laughs> they got a ton. Yeah. So. I'm just, I'm hoping we can, you know, get something special in here from them. But I don't think they're going to do that for me. Since I don't play the Fireball and Wheatley Vodka game. I can't believe you wouldn't do that. That's so rude of you, Rob. Mm-hmm. Dude, this cigar is super slow burning. I'm, <laughs> we're yeah. 45 minutes in, and I'm, I'm not, not even, even close to the midpoint yet. I'm probably approaching the second third. Yeah, I'm just now getting into the second third probably right now. It is re- ridiculous. And it's, at, I mean, it's good. It's not blowing my palate away with a ton of complexity, but the flavors I'm getting are flavors I enjoy. Yeah. You know, it's that mild cocoa still, um, almost a little bit of a, not really wheat, but um, like a toasted wheat maybe. Yeah. Um, the smoke is thick and, and very, very viscous on the smoke, which it, is kind of an odd is. thing to say, but it is. Um, um, but yeah, you can still see it. It's still a little smokehouse, man. Yeah, it is. It's uh, absolutely just throwing off smoke. Which is amazing. Like, it's um, smoke output on this thing is great. Yeah. No complaints so, here. I'm, I'm impressed. I'm, I'm happy to have them in here. Yeah. So I've got a couple different sizes. I got the Toro and I got the uh, Corona. And I'm super excited to smoke that Corona because I love Coronas anyway. Of the uh, 10? Of the 10, yeah. Wow. I didn't realize they had one. That's yep. cool. And then uh, we got some of the Undercrown um, regular Maduros. I know... Uh, Will Breeden, shout out. He's a fan of that cigar, too. And um, so we'll have that one in here. We've got a couple of the Herrera Esteles. Um, they're, dark, they're darker one. So, and then we, yeah. of course, got all the sweet stuff here, too. So Yeah, this, uh, this rye with this cigar is just adding a nice brightness to a really, to a really dark flavor palette. And yeah. And it, it they're balancing each other out really well. Well, and that's the thing about this rye. Um, you know, that I think it's just the toasting process. Yeah. It cuts down on a lot of that kind of uh, rye spice mm-hmm. and just makes it more smooth. It's got the flavor, but it leans towards a bourbon to me on the, uh, not not a bourbon, but on the, on the way it's smooth. Yeah. It's smoother like a bourbon. It's not as you know, pungent as a yeah, rye can it's be. It's not sharp and punchy not in any way. Um, it is. It's great. Rob, I saw you got some new bottles in this week. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, we, we tried that um, that Balmora from Garrison Brothers last night on the show, and people have been loving that, man. 
It's great. I'm going to have to try to get some more because I, I thought with that being a high-dollar bottle, it would take some time. But, um, yeah, we've sold a lot of it already, so yeah. that's good. We got the Heaven's Door um, Decade Series, the 10-year decade. And is that a rye as well? Um, no. Well, let me grab them. Yeah, we'll, we'll look yeah. at them. Yeah, go ahead and grab them. Um, yeah, you got the Heaven's Door Decade, uh, which is a uh, – yeah, oh, yeah, it's a rye. And then he also got a Kentucky Owl, which I have not seen this one. Yeah, this uh, Kentucky Owl is like the – it's the Japanese – it's like – Japanese tradition made in Kentucky. Yeah, so uh, Kentucky Owl does these releases where they will bring in blenders and uh, and distillers from other countries. They did one for St. Patrick's Day where they brought in people from Ireland to blend Kentucky whiskey. Um, and, and it's just a super cool idea. It is. Because you have a different palate's take on an American spirit. Yeah. So... And you look at that, and that looks like that should be something made in Japan. It's a lighter color. Yeah. A little bit more, you know, got that red tint to it. Um, it's good. I, I really enjoyed it. It definitely doesn't drink like a bourbon, which it shouldn't. It's more of a Japanese-style whiskey, so. Yeah, so I, I am uh, I am not going to read the names of the people that blended this. No, uh, I don't speak that language. <laughs> ain't no way <laughs> but it is uh it is a uh, japanese whiskey blender and also the uh kentucky owl master blender uh john ray that uh that, that did it and this is at 100 proof so also yeah. typical for um well that's high proof that's for, high japanese for japanese whiskey yeah. but it's low proof for kentucky owl so it's kind of a nice yeah. little medium point and this is a straight whiskey um, ten-year-old Heaven's Door, which I'm sure is all—it's ninety. Yeah, it's a ninety-five rye mash bill from MGP. Um, is it from Rover, MGP? Well, distilled in Indiana, so you yeah, you, that'll you do decide. it. Decide, yes, probably maybe Moonrock. No, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's uh, aged ten years in New American White Oak. That's so, cool. Kind of cool, you know. It's, not super dark, but it shouldn't be in a new white oak. They probably didn't toast the barrel or anything. Um, no, I bet they did. It, uh, the I mean, other, well, I mean, they probably had a char on it, but they probably didn't do any extra. It's definitely not a heavy char. Uh, the for other ten years. The other thing that that uh, bottle has going against it is how thin it is compared to everything else. Uh, yeah, just because of their bottle shape, their whiskeys are not perceived as as dark. Uh, That's you, true. You That's think true. about. Like the Jack Daniels bonded over there, that looks really dark, but that there's just a ton of whiskey you got to see through to get that's to the light. Very true, very true. Yeah, um, yeah, that's true. If you look at through it that way, it definitely looks dark. Yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I guess another thing to take into account when you're buying based off of color, which is not a reason you should buy anything. No. That being said, that Garrison Brothers is it's crazy dark, and it's a thinner bottle. Yes, <laughs> it is crazy dark. But that's just Texas, baby. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and that, that is a good point, too. You know, that one thing you, used to, you were seeing there for a while, probably, probably two, three years ago, was you had to really check to see if they were adding any artificial colors to the whiskey. I haven't really heard much of that well, I mean, as much lately. You're, you're not able to do it in any 
really an American whiskey across the board. You're not able to do that without it becoming a whiskey specialty. Right. Um, and you can do that in all of the finished products. Mm-hmm. So if somebody wants to, if somebody wants to take a uh, port finished rye and make it more red, <laughs> you can do it. Yep. The, yep. the class has already changed. The label sometimes has to change. It depends on the TTB agent that approves it, but yeah. it, it's really. <sighs> Really a rabbit hole to go down um, just because there's no consistency on the TTB's end, uh, which is not my favorite thing, but it, no. it is what it is. Um, but but in, uh, like, Ireland and Scotland, they can color stuff all that they want to. Yeah, um, and they typically don't. That's why you see most Irish and Scotch um, coming through, and it's so th- so clear. Not clear, but, you know, very, very light because they don't. They don't have to. Well, let the, let the whiskey speak for itself. Some of them, some of them do, and it's just to keep the consistency on the shelf. But then you see brands like Lagavulin and Lafroig. Yeah, they have colored bottles. Yeah, so that people aren't judging the bottles next to each other on the shelf. The other thing about Lafroig is it all comes in a tube. Yeah, so it's just like uh, another way that unless you poured it into a glass, you're not going to see the color and consistency. The thing is, is it could taste the exact same as a whiskey that's lighter or darker than it because they blended it to the same profile, but the whiskeys in it were just lighter or darker. So you could have two that look visually different yeah. that are tasting exactly very similar. Yeah. Um, have you ever had um, obtainium light whiskey? Is that yeah. what it is? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know anything about it. I- yeah, that's from Cat's Eye Distilling. Um, and actually, while you're in Nashville, you should probably pick one up. Well, there's a couple of new regulars that come in here now. He's He got a bottle of it. He said it was 152 proof. And um, he yeah. was going to bring it in for me so, to try. Uh, Cat's Eye Distilling, as far as I know, has used mostly MGP stuff, and Obtanium is MGP's light whiskey. Okay. Um, I have had some really, really good releases from the Cat's Eye Distillery. Some of my favorite is in their line called uh, Nassif, um, N-A-S-S-I-F, but they are doing uh, Finnish stuff, and they had one that was a... uh, I think they ended up calling it an American whiskey because they had blended quite a few things. Um, finished in a red wine barrel. And, oh, my gosh, if it was not just strawberry cheesecake. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was like, but the the people at Cat's Eye know what they're doing when it comes to blending. Sadly, they don't have a distro to our market yet. No. Um, but they do in Tennessee, and there's quite a few places you can pick up their products in Tennessee. Um, and I'll have to check it out and see if I can find one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a there's a lot of liquor stores there. Yeah. Right. Well, and I know we're not going to spend all of our time going to liquor stores, but we'll find a couple. I'm sure to hit up and see if there's anything we can't get up here. Yeah. Well, and being in in um, Tennessee, hopefully we can find some good uh, Tennessee-only Chattanooga release or something, too. That'd be nice. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is is they get a uh, a very high distribution of the Jack Daniels products. So look for me a single-barrel barrel proof. 
<laughs> yeah, Ooh. private barrel, single barrel, barrel proof. Even like better, yeah. they're everywhere. Uh, there's a lot of stores releasing the Jack Daniels Rye single barrel barrel proof picks. Ooh, I'll look for them. Yeah, so uh, which we tasted one on the show, and it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. I know that that's not been the consensus for all of them, but across the board, they've been good. Yeah, well, it's like you know, going back to the um, Elijah Craig. Um, C923 pick. I haven't heard as much buzz lately about it. Um, there was for a while, and then I hadn't really heard a lot of more people talking about it. And it could be because it was from September and we're in November now. Yeah. Um, that could be most of it. Um, but I, I'm not sure. Hey, one thing I was going to bring up too, um, Dirk from, from Indiana, he's Indiana Bourbon on Instagram and Facebook. He runs the End of Watch program. We've talked about him a million times. He's doing his um, best of picks for Indiana for the year. Yeah. So, Starlight, congratulations. They won the distillery of the year from the, the guest votes um, from Indiana Bourbon. Um, several hundred votes came in on it, and Starlight came out on top by 27 votes over Hard Truth and and um, old fifty five, yeah. Which I am happy to see that. I am too. I am uh, too. I'm. I'm really hoping that over the next year or so, um, we can continue to educate people on the um, on the brandies and the stuff that Alan Bishop's doing. Because um, I had this conversation on the side with um, with um, Dirk too. Um, I I love the other distilleries in Indiana, but I feel like he's probably the best distiller we have in the state. Well, the, the thing is, is that he is willing to challenge the status quo on everything. And that's such a refreshing mindset rather than like, oh, yeah, we're going to make a bourbon better than Kentucky. It's like Al- yeah. Alan's just like, I want to make what I want to make the best way I can. Yeah. Yeah. Which and, is amazing. I And we love him for that. Yeah, we do. Um, one thing that um, that um, Alan gave. Fred Minnick, one of the bottles that we picked. And I'm anxious to hear if he does any kind of a review on it or talks about it because I have a feeling he's going to fall in love with it. <laughs> well, and uh, Fred Minnick does the Ascot Awards. I would be interested to if we could find some money and send a couple bottles there of that pick for his Ascot Awards, like see how it performs. But, but does he actually do brandy Yeah, in his Ascot? Okay. Yeah, I thought he only did um, whiskey. No, uh-uh. Because he did everything, even from Campari last year. Oh, I'm going to wait. I forgot. I almost did. I almost built it. Yeah. Almost built it. Okay. I wanted to talk today Uh-oh. about a video I watched yesterday, and the Bourbon Junkies released it. And if you don't know them, they are a very popular whiskey YouTuber. Good guys. Uh, good guys. I don't always agree with their palate. No. This I honestly, t- I don't agree with some of the topics they talk about, and that's fine. We don't have to agree yeah, on everything. Yeah, yeah. But this time especially, I don't agree with their palate. Mm. So they did a ranking of every single... Uh, they, they, the... the uh, the title is Heaven Hill Tier List with a Twist Ending. Like, it's clickbaity. I get it. Yeah. They ranked, uh, really, they had an example from all of Heaven Hill's, like, staple skews. Okay. So everything in here from Larceny, Larceny Barrel Proof, Elijah Craig Toasted Barrel, Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond. They had Bernheim, Cash Strength, 
Um, it, like you kind of name it, you're thinking about it. As far as Heaven Hill, it was in here. Henry McKenna, Old Fitz, um, none of the like Heaven Hill Seventeen or any of the big dog heritage collection. None of those were in there, or were they? Uh, they had a they had a heritage. Okay, uh, they okay. had the Parker's Heavy Char Ten. Okay, in okay. here, what um, I'd love to have. So, which is a came out many years ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, thinking about this list, you, you'd say what comes out on top? Probably the Parker's Heavy Char. I would probably put the Old Fit second to it. Okay, um, and. Honestly, Henry McKenna might come next, or maybe even a uh, just a really good Elijah Craig barrel proof. Yeah, I mean, even like that that Larceny B five twenty three we've got over there that that is the best one of that I've ever had. Honestly, yeah. Heaven Hill Bottle and Bond, the, the new the newer one, I think that is for a for a just a bottle and bond. It's delicious. But I yeah. love Evan Hill. Yeah. So, so uh, I don't know what they had drank before this episode, but I have never disagreed with their palate more. Because in absolute last place, I think they scored it around a 20. Like, out of what? Out of 100. What? Combined score. There's scores. nothing that they make 20 out of 100. Was Elijah Craig toasted? Really? Yeah. They, I mean, if you're a proof hound, I could maybe see you not proofing a high. But you know what they made? Flavor. You know what they put above that? Everything else, but specifically regular old larceny. Oh, and that's one I, I'm not a fan of. <laughs> yeah. Like, if anything was going to score Nothing low wrong with me. it. It's a lo- just a lower-proof weeder, and I'm not a big lower-proof weeder guy. So, uh, But, yeah, in, in fifth place was Parker's Heavy Char 10-year, which okay. was... So they got four things above. Which that. is one of the most legendary and sought after Heaven Hill releases. You talk about Parker's with anyone. They're like, yeah, the heavy char bourbon, the heavy yeah. char, the heavy char. That's it. Like people put that above that 17 year release above the uh, what we lovingly call mellow corn 20. Yep. Yep. Which is delicious. And, but that was in fifth place. In fourth place was Henry McKenna, 10. In third place was Elijah Craig Single Barrel, which is a product that they no longer make. Mm-hmm. In third place was an old Fitz. I think it was the 19 that they came out with. Okay. And in first place, and this was a blind. Heaven Hill Ball and Bond. Elijah Craig. Barrel proof. C923. C923. See, <laughs> I cannot me. imagine putting that above uh, even Evan Williams single barrel. Like, Evan Williams single barrel is delicious. I like it way better. Evan Williams 12, way better. Yeah. Um, I think, honestly, okay. It, and it we're not, we're not sitting here. No. Discounting their palates and what they tasted and what they like. All I'm saying is I am tired of hearing about C923. I'll tell you what. We I this is probably one of those maybe one of the only bourbons I could literally put a flight of 30 bourbons on the table and have that as one of them. I could pick it out every freaking time. It's that medicinal oak. 
Yeah. Like, there's no way you cannot pick that out. So if they did that blind, they knew what it was. They had to know what it was. It's so totally different than anything else that, that Elijah Craig's put out. Well, and the thing is, is like on that heavy char, it is just beautiful, thick, viscous, sweet, refined oak. And then you get to the C923, and it is just tannic. Mm-hmm. Like, it is oaky. It just went too far. I think it did. I think it's about a year too old. And yeah. Wow. I, I, don't, I don't get it, man. We opened up two different bottles just hoping that maybe one bottle of ours was tainted. It's not. But you know what? To each his own. If that's to what you like, yeah. definitely it's unique. It's different than anything Elijah Craig's ever made. Um, I don't know. Maybe people are just excited about it being something totally different. I don't. I don't get it. But I can't imagine putting that in a blind with some of the most legendary releases from Heaven Hill. Yeah, and that winning. Yeah, yeah, that is odd. Also, they completely poo-pooed on the new Parker's Heritage release, which is their rye. It's a ten-year rye. They said it tasted young and that it should have never been a Parker's Heritage release. So what they did was they drank that after the tannic Elijah Craig and said, oh, this tastes young because it actually was smooth. I I legitimately don't know, but I have this theory about the bourbon channels that then go to release their own brands that they just become so accustomed to drinking young stuff because of their uh i'm gonna get into this yeah i'm gonna try a little bit of this kentucky out too uh because they just get so accustomed to drinking uh like whiskey from their brand straight out of the barrel at like four years yeah that they find something there and they're like, oh, this is amazing. And I think that like sets a benchmark in your head of like, this is fantastic. Like, no, yeah. dude, this is fantastic for your product. Right. And then you go to another brand and you're just like, ah, it's okay. Yeah. Because well, you were so excited about your own thing. Sure. You know, I had this with And I get that completely because you I mean you go to some of these small mom and pop distilleries out there. And, you know, you come in as a whiskey nerd and you're tasting like, oh, that stuff is terrible. But you know what? They probably love it because they got blood, sweat, and tears in this. Yeah. Why wouldn't they love it? Yeah. Otherwise, why were they trying to sell it? So oh, and I thing, get some of that. And, and uh, you know, I had this when I was deep into my Starlight cake. Don't get me wrong. I still love Starlight. I still oh, have yeah. a ton of Starlight bottles. I love them. Oh, that's but good. that's what I drank on a regular basis. So... My favorite Starlight bottles were, like, those were my benchmarks for everything else. Yeah. You know what? I eventually got so sick and tired of finished whiskeys, like, from my everyday pours. Yeah. That I basically reset my palate to, like, stuff like older Knob Creek picks. Yeah. Or some of the older Heaven Hill stuff that I've gotten. Even our Elijah Craig Barrel Proof pick. Like, those things hit my palate so much more. And then if I want something that leans into that finished quality, I'll drink one of the brandies we picked. Yeah. Like, if I want that fruitiness, if I want that, like, I'll go to that. And those Starlights now, because I have been on this kick of drinking oaky, Kentucky, everything, that nutty quality, I go back to the Starlight and I'm like, 
I see what I liked about this. Yeah. But it's not doing the thing that I want from it. Well, anymore. and I don't, and I don't mean this to ever. I don't mean this to sound degrading to anybody. Someone's going to take it that way. But I feel like Starlight is a great distillery for a newer bourbon lover, because you can go in there and you can taste a wide range of different products at a little lower proof. I mean, they're high proof stuffs usually in that 105, 106 until you get to something special. Um, but you can try a wide range of stuff, different finishes, and figure out what your palate is. It's a great way to yeah. get into it, which is kind of what you're saying. You you really were into it with this stuff. Um, but at some point, you come back and say, I, I want to get back to tradition a little bit more. I want to see what, what the distillate holds up on its own. Well, and there is something genuinely special to me about a... Just a distillate sitting in a barrel and then either being blended or, or whatever. It's just, there's something so pure and natural about it. Like, yeah. you can take any distillate and finish it. And that is a brash generalization. It just is. And, yeah, you know, I'm sure there'll be somebody that can prove me wrong. The white dog still has got to be good to start out with. <laughs> if you finish it, it's like you can cover up a, lot of, cover up a lot of sins. Yep. You can cover up a ton of sins. You can cover up youth. You can do everything. I, I and I think about like the whiskey war from who makes High that? Bank. High Bank. Yeah, yeah. But they're willing to tell you this is a blend. Yep. This is not finished, and uh, for all we know, it could be a two-year-old product. Yep. And, and with that pour, and you know what? It is good for that. Yep. And, but your palate just comes accustomed to what you're drinking. I still stand by Starlight's higher age releases. Like the 2021 Family Reserves are still some of my favorite. It's one of my favorite ryes that I own to this day. And because it was a decent price point back then too, wasn't well, it? Well, <laughs> it was 125 Which is not bad for a seven-year rye. Seven-year rye, I mean. At True cask max. strength. Yeah. At true cask strength. So it, it, it's just one of those things where I think you become, your palate becomes accustomed to what you drink the most of. Yeah. And that's where your preference lies. Mm -hmm. If I were drinking finished stuff all the time, like I was for a while, I don't think I would appreciate even like a George T. Yeah. As much. And, yeah. and you'd still be able to taste that and say, yeah, that's good. But now I taste it and I'm like, there is so much going on here. Like just the oak characteristic, everything that has been put into this spirit. It's, it's, it's a piece of art rather than, you know, something that feels man-made. Yep. <laughs> you know? But, uh, that's a, I, I guess that's a, not a knock to the bourbon junkies. No. <coughs> no, and honestly, I mean... I They've done a lot from my whiskey knowledge, everything. Uh, but if I'm ever looking for a U YouTuber that I'm like, yeah, I typically agree with this palette, it's uh, Mash and Drum. Uh, Jason is a great... He is great about giving the history on the bottle, and I think his, his tasting notes line up a lot of times with what I find. Which, in the same light, he loves C923, too. So, <laughs> not going to always agree with everybody. And honestly... You shouldn't. 
And that that's the other thing too to be interesting is like, you know, we we do this. We we taste some whiskeys and we pair them with cigars and we drink a lot of different whiskeys and try them. But if you were a reviewer and you're drinking whiskey every day, a lot of different whiskeys and stuff, you're probably looking for something unique. And I yeah. would say that 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 East or that C923 is definitely unique and different. Yeah. It's just not our pal- my palate or your palate, either one. Yeah, and uh, that's one thing that Fred Minnick will tell you is that he gets hundreds of samples coming in per month Yeah, of every distillery in the world that wants to make one of his YouTube video reviews. Yeah. And he'll taste them, and the ones that are good will get on there, but there's a million others that will never see the light of day. And that's one of the things I like about the boys from the Whiskey Tribe. You know, they they get so many freaking bottles. They're actually not even accepting bottles anymore because they have so many back to do. Um, and they do, like, a video every day, pretty much. And um, they, you know, I but they are very good at breaking down a whiskey, talking about the brand, and really creating a little bit of buzz around them. And they will tell you... If, this is not good. You know, this is not, this is not my thing or they'll, they'll be honest with you about that. And I appreciate that about those guys. Um, and they're big fans of starlight. Yeah. And, um, so it's kind of cool to see. Oh, Daniel's palette lines up with a lot of Ted and, uh, the first bottle that they got was a Ted pick. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just a Ted pick bourbon, which is typically high rye, a spicier bourbon. And, uh, which, I love Ted's picks as well. Ted and Christian are my guys. Blake is a little bit too sweet, but Rob loves the Blake stuff. Yep. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's – Starlight does have a little bit of something for everyone. They I, do. I can't, I can't say differently. Are you cutting that off? What are you doing? Well, there's an extra two bands here in there. Yeah, there's two bands. I'm just trying to get that one to pop. You could get that with your thumbnail, dude. It's right here. Yeah, I know. It's not – not as easy as you think. Mine was easy. Mine's not. Cigar ring sucks. Oh my gosh! Oh, these guys give me are that terrible. cigar. You're these guys are you're terrible. These are horrible. That is actually glued down really <laughs> well. I'll give it to you. There you go. Rob just chews his fingernails, so he can't do it. Oh, I cut my fingernails. Thank you very much. Hey, look the story of. It's the entire Thank you gospel. For sharing our story. Created the by gospel of Liga Pravada. <laughs> no, it's the gospel of Drew. Um, created by our Torcedores, who had to reduce their consumption of Liga Pravadas. They banded together and crafted a blend for their own daily enjoyment. So, a Torcedor is just a cigar roller. You know that, right? Nope, I didn't know that. <laughs> By selecting different vintages and primings, it was no mere replacement and quickly became their favorite smoke. Our people, the common folk of Nicaragua, the people, are the true living fabric and heart of our factory in <laughs> Esteli, La Gran Fabrica Juiste. The production floor where they demonstrate their craft is the crossroads between art and passion and where the real magic takes place every single day. Every day. 
Thank you for making Undercrown your favorite cigar in the world. For the past 10 years, it means the world to us. A decade of dedication. I love you, Drew. (laughs) (laughs) I love you. I love you. Now go out and get a pants or a a tracksuit and do your thing. Is that what they wear? They they used to, at least at a lot of the trade shows. They'd be running around tracksuits and goggles. uh, By Swisher? (laughs) They are now, yeah. 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 Thank you from Swisher Sweets. Yes. Go get your backwood smokes. <laughs> Backwoods and underground, baby. Mm-hmm. Let's say you collab. I am digging this cigar, though. This is actually very pleasant. And the cool thing is, this is a this is a Maduro. Um, it says medium to full. I'm, I'm I'd call it a maybe medium, medium now. Right now. Yeah, I I cannot believe how slow this is going. It's good. It's good. Yeah. We got a few more minutes in here. We'll we'll keep chatting a minute longer here so anything else going on this week that you need to share with the crowd that i need to share with the crowd not really uh so will stopped by last night and yeah. brought in a, a knob creek the knob creek 18 this yeah. year how is tried it? it it was good yeah i remember we tried last year's and, and it was over oaked it was way over this is not the other thing is is this year it seems like every store has gotten multiple cases of it. Yeah. So they made a ton for at least our market. I don't know how other markets have been. Well, or if they, they either made a ton or messed up. People aren't buying as much as they were a year or two ago. Uh, the other thing is, is I, I think I saw it. The, the cheapest one I saw was around that 150 mark. Last year, it was around that 180 to 190. It also came in a it was practically a puzzle box. Like, oh, cool! If you were drunk, there was no way, no way you were you're getting it out of there. That's your sobriety yeah, test. I mean, there, there was literally a door that you had to pull a wood block out of oh, just wow. to get the bottle out. And uh, everyone I talked to who got one was like, "Yeah, I couldn't figure out how to get it out at first. Like, <laughs> that's funny. Um, that's kind of cool, though. Oh, it was, but they realized, hey. We wasted our money on these wood boxes that nobody cared about. Yeah. Maybe this year we should just give them a bottle with liquid inside of it. Yeah, and knock huh. 40 bucks off the price. Yeah, there you go. yeah. That's one thing I did ask Will, because that, that's one thing I, I'm always curious about. When someone spends a higher amount on a bottle, and I'm talking Which this like is over a, 150 This is a 100-proof 18-year product. Yeah, and I think it was like, what do you say, what 160 maybe or yeah. 140 or somewhere yeah. in that range. I always like to ask question, was it worth it to you? And some people, you know, it's no big deal. I'm just going to buy whiskey, whatever. But I always like to ask that question. It's like, is it worth the, the, the money for it? Will, and Will said, oh, yeah, absolutely. He said, I'm, I'm glad to have it. He's like, now am I going to go out and seek a second bottle? No. Yeah. But he's glad to have the one bottle to share, and, and he's very generous to share. Um, and, that's, and I think that's, that, that's awesome. That's a good point. And I trust his palate. I also trust his mindset on that too and i feel like you know if you're into knob creek you should probably try to find you an 18 this year because it's yeah. it's really good it is good the 150 <laughs> is a hard mark for me um it has to be something special and it's got to be something i've tried before i will not be taking a chance at a well really over 100 bucks i don't take a chance yeah 
Like if, I, if there was a stag junior for 150 bucks, I'd be like, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'll do that. And there's a few. I mean, like spending the crazy money on the Heaven Hill 17 for Lisa. That was a birthday gift. That, that's a special gift. But I also knew it was going to be freaking delicious. Yeah. And you um, knew she liked it. And we knew she liked it. The other thing is like the Garrison Brothers stuff. You're talking 150 to $200 for a lot of their bottles. Uh, most of them start at that 170 price point. Um, I'm a believer now. I will have no problem buying a bottle of that to keep it on my shelf consistently because but it's, it's that not an good. everyday pour for you. No, 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 no. It. I mean, if it was, I'd be having a good day every day. But yeah. it's a little bit pricier than what I would spend on everyday pour. Yeah. But, but again, it's very, it's very good, and I will trust everything Garrison Brothers puts out. At least give them the benefit of the doubt on it. Yeah, Balcona is another one. Their their prices are not real high, but they're. I love their whiskey. It's it, most of it I've had has been very, very all of good. their cash strength offers. Cash strength, have been yeah, amazing to me. Even their ZZ Top collab, mm-hmm. um, which is not a whiskey, it's something else. It's like a rum whiskey, whatever. It's great. Yeah, it is great. They call it the Rumble. Um, yeah, if you see it, it's it's just something different to switch up in your palate. Um, which yeah. actually. They have great distribution in Nashville. So if you there stop you by uh, some Nashville liquor stores, I'm sure you'll see. Well, I know um, Alan picked up one when we were down in, in uh, Texas. Yeah. He brought one back, too. Yeah. Um, there was something else I was going to bring up there, too. Totally. Balcones, Garrison Brothers, high-priced whiskeys. No, I don't know. I don't no. know. We'll figure it out. Yeah, so uh, it's just uh, I will – you, I will probably never be the person to say, yeah, this hundred some dollar bottle will be my everyday pour. No. And uh, for me to spend that kind of money, it has got to be something special for me and it'll be a special occasion thing. Well, and that's the thing. Not everybody has everyday pours. I mean, I get it. Some people are just like, I'm going to have a good pour on the weekend. That's all I want. Yeah. That's the kind of, kind of guy that can afford to get a $200 bottle and sip on it for several months in a row. Yeah. Um, I I mean, honestly, with with some of the great whiskeys out there at a low price, I mean, if you're an everyday drinker, freaking um, um, benchmark foolproof. Yeah. Sixteen bucks is a bottle. Last time I bought one, it's fantastic, and it's probably the best low price bourbon offering I've had in a very very long time. Yeah. Um, I I would be interested, and in, maybe it's an experiment we do on the show is buying a bottle of benchmark foolproof and then also getting one of the oak staves that people like that people sell to put in bottles mm-hmm. like just throw that in there and see what it does you know toast it you can buy toasted staves you can you also can buy charged staves yeah. and uh keep it going i know uh well oak and eden does that on on every bottle but it's also a way for them to get whiskey out of the barrel and onto the shelf quicker um it just is what it is. Yeah. I don't know if we talked about it, but Oak and Eden has an online program where you can customize a bottle. Oh, really? You can customize the stave. You can also customize. It's not finishing, and it is more like flavoring, and I forget what they call it, but okay. you can get honey. You can get um, sherry. I think they do port. But they will also do that in your bottle. That's kind of cool. In states that have uh, direct-to-consumer 
um, shipping available, you can do that. Which Indiana does now. Do we? thought we did. No. We're starting to get shipments coming into Indiana now. From who? Ever, I've been hearing a lot of people getting shipments coming into Indiana now. Maybe I'm behind the mark. I know um, I know Dan Hand gets shipments coming into Indiana from his um, his bourbon group that's blending barrels and stuff like that. That's different. Well, no, it's not from a club. It's from the actual um, blenders. So they're a distiller. Yeah. I thought for sure we were opened up now. You going to look it up? <laughs> yeah. I thought for sure we were able to ship in Indiana now. I mean, Sealbox ships here now, and they couldn't do that if it was not legal. Right? I don't know what the legalities of that is. Yeah, you can only legally do wine and beer in Indiana still. It's not fully open. There is a lot of places that are doing it just because I don't think there's any enforcement. Okay. So... Nix that then. I don't know. We'll have to figure that one out because I know I've been hearing a lot of people get stuff shipped to them. So I would think if they're getting it shipped to them. Yeah, I know, I know Sealbox will do it here. And I know uh, Barrel King will, which is uh, which is Dan's. Dan's. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, I don't know. Sealbox is in D.C. So they're very well. They are? Could, yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. I thought they were in Kentucky. No, they okay. have uh, they have some people based in Kentucky for okay, okay, but they ship out of D.C., which could afford them some loopholes um, because D.C. has a lot of loopholes. Yeah, they were one of the first to be able to uh, legally have weed, but it was it couldn't be sold, so you had a lot of people selling T-shirts for like sixty bucks. And you just happen to get weed along with it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Here's some free weed with your $60 t-shirt. Yeah. Yeah. So That's hilarious. Yeah, I mean, it's just, if you're going to live in a place like that, yeah, work the system. Yeah. Please. Please do it. Back to this cigar. I have not had to relight this once. It's still an absolutely perfect line, smoking perfectly. I'm very impressed with this cigar. Yeah. Even more so than when I smoked it down there. Um, now, I don't think it's as complex as, say, a knuckle sandwich Maduro Mm-mm. or um, any of the more full-bodied, rich cigars. But overall, this thing is a fantastic cigar. And it's going to be a really good seller. I really think this thing starts off towards the full-bodied and leans back into a medium. Still uh, medium for me right yeah, now. Yeah, it's super medium. Very medium. I'm finally approaching the final third, and we're an hour and almost 30 minutes into this yeah. episode. So. Yeah, I'm just now getting close to the final third here, too. So, well, but, anything else you got to talk about? I don't think so. All right, cool. I think we can uh, wrap this up. I would like to give a shout out, shout out to our long term sponsor, the man who built this table, yes, Deadwood Live. Um, seriously. Uh, and you guys that are on YouTube will not be able to see this, but this thing is sitting on a whiskey barrel. It's a live edge table sitting on a whiskey barrel. Just absolutely beautiful craftsmanship, bow tie, inlays to hold the cracks together and filled with probably epoxy. Like a lot of time, a lot of effort spent on this table. Yeah. And uh, if you're looking for a statement piece 
for your house, your home bar, anything. Hit up Deadwood Live. Yeah. Uh, check out check out the Facebook page. That's D-E-D Wood Live. Um, there's a ton of projects. He's done shelves for people. He's done full bar tops for people. Absolutely everything. Check him out. Um, it's not... I, you are definitely getting a one-of-one one piece. Yeah, and if you've ever yeah. come in here and sat at one, a couple of our tables, he's made whiskey barrel um, stools that have the swivel on them. Yeah. Those things are solid as a rock, man. They're, yeah, they they're are. not going anywhere. They're going to last forever. So, And this is a cigar lounge. We got big people coming in Absolutely, here. man. And uh, those things, I'm sure, could hold 700 pounds. Yes. Oh, <laughs> There's no doubt in my mind. Yeah, easy, easy, so. yes. Cool, man. Well, cool. Yeah. Um, thanks for tuning in. Be sure to leave us some comments. Like yeah. the YouTube video. Leave us an honest five-star review. And you can find me at the Whiskey Pastor on Instagram. I really haven't posted that much. But if you want to po- see my post when I do, that's where you can find me. Yeah, you can find me at Final Third Cigar on Instagram or Facebook. So we will see you guys next week. And we're excited to have you in. So, cheers. Cheers. cheers.